If you as a landlord employ your children, it not only saves you money, but it also allows you more time to spend with your family. Consider this even if that time spent together is spent flipping a unit or spring maintenance work over a weekend or two. You will teach your children the value of earning money to purchase the things they want while showing them how to run your business. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey, landlords. Welcome to Episode 5. Today, we'll be discussing why it's helpful to employ your children in your rental property business. As landlords, we often can use an extra hand around our rental properties, so why not employ your family members to get some of those items off your to-do list? Now, let's start with the disclaimer. (laughs) We are not tax specialists. (laughs) Repeat, we are not. But the following information should be clarified with your CPA or tax advisor to make sure our suggestions will work for your business structure. That's right. That's that's a biggie right there. So let's jump into talking about how employing your family members can help with taxes. These are things to consider. And again, why we strongly suggest you have a conversation with your CPA. So actual tax savings depend on the relationship with and the age of your family member and how you have your business set up. It makes a difference depending on if you have a rental property business set up as a sole proprietor, a partnership, or as an LLC. There's also careful considerations like if the family member is classified as an employee or an independent contractor. Meaning, if they are on payroll or if you just cut them a check and issue them a 1099 and they file the taxes on their, on their own. There are some benefits to hiring your spouse or your parent, but for this episode, we are going to focus on employing your child, specifically those under the age of 18. By paying your child, you reduce your self-employment taxable income when it comes time to file your income taxes. Think of it. With a scenario like this, the profit you make off your properties each month is, say, $10,000. If you take the full $10,000 profit to yourself, you will be paying the full fair tax on it. Now, children under the age of 18 can earn up to $12,950 a year tax-free, or roughly $1,100 per month, regardless of where they work. Now, if you desire setting up your child for the future, say saving for college tuition, future purchase of a home or a rental property of their own, or starting their retirement nest egg, you can take up to $1,079 each month and pay your children to do the work in your business. Now, let's go back to that $10,000 profit scenario. 
So let's say you have two teens. You pay them collectively $2,150 every month instead of taking the money all for yourself. This leaves a monthly income of roughly $7,800 for yourself and saves you paying taxes on the $2,150 that you're paying to your kids. If you're in a 37% tax bracket, the $25,000 annual income that has now been moved over to your children yields around $9,000 in tax savings for yourself. Wow. Additionally, you are exempt from paying payroll taxes like Social Security, FICA, for your child just so long as that child is under the age of 18. So you save business payroll taxes that you would have had to pay an adult employee. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. Here's another example. Let's say you're a sole proprietor in the 37% tax bracket and hire your 17-year-old daughter on as a full-time basis during the summer months, and maybe she'll do part-time work in the fall and help with office work. Let's say your daughter earns $10,000 and doesn't earn any other income. You will save 37% of $10,000 or $3,700 in income taxes. In addition, your daughter can completely shelter her earnings using the $12,950 standard deduction. But take note, you cannot take business deductions and you pay your child for personal services. You cannot pay them to babysit, to do dishes, mow your lawn, anything that is a personal nature at home. You must have work that is performed at or on the rental property that you own. If you're house hacking a duplex or a triplex, you should be okay to have them be doing work outside like landscaping and things like that. Use caution, follow the rules. The IRS is well aware of the tax benefits of hiring a child, so they're on the lookout for taxpayers who claim the benefit without really having their child work in the business. If the IRS concludes that your children aren't really employees, you'll lose your tax deduction for the salary and the benefits, and they'll have to pay that tax. So to avoid that situation, you need to follow some simple rules, and Kevin's going to go over those now. (laughs) Okay. Rule number one, your child must be a real employee. As opposed to a fake one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, your children must be bona fide employees, meaning their work must be ordinary and necessary for your business, and their pay must be for services actually performed. If you have other employees, it is imperative that you treat your children the same as you would every other employee. Your children need to show up on time, work the scheduled hours, and take the work seriously. Now, their services don't have to be indispensable, only common, accepted, helpful, and appropriate for your business. Any real work for your business can qualify. For example, younger kids, let's say under 14, they can do, you know, sweep the the walkways, clear snow, water plants, rake leaves, even filing papers in the office. Now, older kids, you know, 14 to 18, washing windows, painting when you have a vacancy, cleaning a unit, power wash the exterior of the property, cleaning the leaves out of the gutters, gardening, mowing lawns. They can even handle some light office work like sorting papers for bookkeeping. Yeah, we had all three of the boys were involved in the business at one point or another before they headed off to college. Yeah. We had the oldest one did some office work for for us and he even was 
working on some contracts for us right before he left for college. And we had another guy, the middle guy loves that power washer. <laughs> so. I don't think we really even had to pay him. He loves that thing, but. So he was, he was always taking care of power washing sidewalks and things like that, keeping the property clean. And our youngest really did a very good job when he would clean the patio furniture that was up at the. Up yeah. The this last, this last year, yeah. that was real helpful. If your older children are proficient on the computer, which most are, they can create forms for your business. Consider personalizing forms like move in, move out, itemized statements, maintenance and repair logs to keep in your files when work has been completed on a unit. Yeah, even even binders, unit binders, things like that. There's yeah. all kinds of great things that they can do. Mm -hmm. So it may be a stretch, but I believe your child can be paid for modeling and for marketing as well. So marketing isn't only when you have a vacancy. If you have a website or if you do flyers or anything like that and you have pictures of your kids that are in that marketing, you can pay them a modeling fee to do that work. So something interesting to note is the IRS has actually accepted that a seven-year-old may be an employee, so seven-year-old child. They probably won't believe that younger than seven are performing any useful work for your business. So use caution on how you go about it. But um, there's things, obviously, they can help clean up and, and of course. do garbage and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, and they're so. still learning. Yep. Rule number two, compensation must be reasonable. When you hire your children, it is to your benefit tax-wise to pay them as much as possible. That way, you can shift as much of your income as possible to your children, who are probably in a much lower income tax bracket. However, the child's salary must be reasonable, and any work performed by the child must be legitimate in order for the business to be able to deduct their wages as a business expense. This amount is determined by comparing the amount paid with the value of the services performed. You should have no problem as long as you pay no more than what you'd pay someone else to do the same work. So don't go trying to pay your kid a hundred bucks an hour for office cleaning <laughs> just to get the big tax deductions. That's going to raise a red flag. So find out what workers performing similar services in your area are being paid. For example, if you plan to hire your teenager to help answer the phone, call an employment agency or temp agency in your area to see what these workers are being paid. And here's a tip for you. To prove how much you paid and that you actually did pay it, you should pay your child by check or by direct deposit. Do not pay them cash. It's just kind of like when you get your 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 rent money. You don't you don't want to deal with cash. Do this once or twice a month as you would for any other employee. The funds should be deposited into a bank account that's in your child's or your spouse's name, not yours. And your child's bank account may be a Roth IRA a Section 529 college savings plan, or a custodial bank account that you control until your child turns 21. Okay, we're finally to the third rule. You must comply with most of the same legal requirements when you hire a child as you do when you would hire anyone else. So you must fill out the, all the necessary IRS forms like a W-4 and I-9. You must also complete and file IRS Form W-2 each year showing how much you paid your child. Here's the procedure. The IRS allows any sole proprietorship or LLC partnership that is wholly owned by the child's parents 
to pay wages to children under age 18 without having to withhold the payroll taxes and list it as outside labor, as another expense, not payroll. So this goes back to what we discussed earlier about having employees or independent contractors. So the outside labor would be like an independent contractor. Employees get payroll, which requires you to withhold payroll taxes and pay those to the government. An independent contractor is much like a tradesman, say your plumber or your electrician, and they get a check for the time worked, and then you issue them a 1099 at the end of the year. You do not have to issue a W-2. This is because there are no withholdings, and the penalty for not filing a W-2 is based on withholdings. If you issue a W-2 for your child, there are no withholdings. But it is recommended that a W-2 is issued if you plan to have your child contribute to a Roth IRA. In those instances, you want the IRS computer to match the child's contribution to the IRA with their earned income. Yeah, so that's where it starts getting a little tricky. So speaking of IRAs and retirement savings, since they're receiving earnings from the job, your child can also begin to build a nest egg by contributing to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. For earnings in 2023, a working child is allowed to contribute up to $6,500 of their earned income from that year to a traditional or Roth IRA. So the primary difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA is when you pay the taxes on the money that you contribute to the plan. With a traditional IRA, you pay taxes when you withdraw the money during your retirement at your then applicable tax rate. So if you are at a low tax rate now, but then you scale your properties and you're making lots of money, when you take from your traditional IRA, you're taking it at the higher tax rate. So all the funds, both your contributions and any earnings they've accrued are considered pre-tax in a traditional IRA. With a Roth IRA, you're paying your taxes when you put the money into the account. So the funds or the contributions and their earnings are considered after-tax money when you reach retirement age. And that is what makes a Roth IRA so desirable for young people because they don't have to pay taxes on the first 12950 of earned income. And since they're limited to $6,000 for a deposit to their Roth IRA, essentially they get the best deal. They're tax-free all the way around because up to the age of 18, they're not taxed when depositing and they're not taxed after age 59 and a half when they withdraw that from their Roth IRA. Yeah, that's a win on both yeah. on both ends. Huge win. The only tax law requirement for your child to make annual Roth IRA contributions is to have earned income for the year that at least equals what is contributed for that year. There you go. Age is completely irrelevant. So if your child earns some cash from a summer job or a part-time work after school, he or she is entitled to make a Roth IRA contribution for that year. By making Roth contributions for just a few years during teen years, your child can potentially accumulate quite a bit of money by retirement age. Okay, now here's a breakdown. Say your 15-year-old contributes $1,000 to a Roth IRA at the end of each year for four years. So we got a total of 4000 bucks. If they never add to it again, and in 45 years at age 60, assuming, let's say, a 5% annual rate of return, 
the Roth account would be worth about $33,000. Now, if you assume a more optimistic 8% return, the account would be worth $114,000. Nice. So let's bump it up a little bit. Oh. So <laughs> let's say they contributed $2,500 at the end of each of the four years, a total of $10,000. Now, once again, assuming a 5% return, that Roth account would be worth around $82,000 in 45 years. We go with the 8% return, the account value jumps to a whopping $285,000. I mean, real money. Holy cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) Now, both these scenarios are with no additional deposits throughout their lifetime. Yeah. Well, it's also value of money, right? Exactly. Yep. Start early. Exactly. So you get the idea. With the relatively modest annual contributions for just a few years, Roth IRAs can be worth eye-popping amounts by the time the child approaches retirement age. So maybe open a Roth IRA and begin saving for the retirement now. So you and I both know we would like to see our kids retire much younger than the norm. So why not encourage them to start putting aside for this as soon as possible? All right. So there are more benefits than just saving money. Let's be real here. Not many of you are in a position where you have thousands of dollars in profit each month that can sustain the amount that we discussed earlier. As long as you understand, for most of us, the benefits of income tax savings when higher family is nominal. The savings truly goes to the child employee by way of earned income and the lack of taxes that they have to pay. You also can consider the fact that the monies earned by that child is their money, right? It's their money. So it's for them to use as spending money. These are funds that you would likely be providing to them anyway. You know, like money you're handing out for the movies or when they head out to the mall. So you pay them for doing work around the property, which helps your to-do list, and they will not be standing there with their hand out every time they head out the door to meet their friends. Well, well maybe not as much. <laughs> maybe not but much. No. By other ways that the earned income or that money that they earn can be utilized is say your children play sports. They can use that income to pay for fees and equipment and because those are expensive. Same goes for children in the arts. Lessons and coaching and everything else that goes along with that adds up fast. Maybe there's a class trip coming up and there's a need to cover the expense for the travel and spending money. These are all items that you as a parent would typically be paying for anyway. It would come from your taxed income. So why not employ your child and use the experience to teach them about saving and budgeting for their own interests? By employing your children, you can free up some of your time that goes towards the business and have more time to do the things that truly bring you joy. Here's the bottom line. Whether you're a hands-on landlord or you pay for services like painting and landscaping upkeep, hiring your children in your business helps reduce the general maintenance tasks, and it's a no-brainer. If you as a landlord employ your children, it not only saves you money, but it also allows you more time to spend with your family. Consider this even if that time spent together is spent flimping a unit or spring maintenance work over a weekend or two. You will teach your children the value of earning money to purchase the things they want while showing them how to run your business. Now, if your children are really young, they're not likely going to grasp this concept. As adults, they may be thankful you entrusted them to contribute to the family business, 
The lessons they will learn like responsibility, trust, plus financial and basic homeowner maintenance skills will be appreciated once they're out of the house and on their own. We hope you have learned a little something, or at least you have given you some food for thought this week. So as we wrap up this episode, we'd like to ask you to please subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And if you would do us a huge favor, we would really appreciate you leaving a comment to let others know you like what you've been hearing. It really does help get us out there to other landlords. And we do have a newsletter called Landlord Weekly. We would love it if you would subscribe. It's free. It's dropped right to your email. And each week we include a landlord tip and why it's important to your rental property business. You get early access to our blogs. You get landlord-specific articles that are written by other industry pros. You get the link to our recent podcast. And we include landlord news, which are basically recent updates in laws or information that may affect how you operate your rental property business. You can find the link to subscribe in your show notes. So thank you so much for listening. This is Stacy, And I'm Kevin. Until next time, you got this, landlords.